Welcome to the Charlotte Business Podcast, the podcast where business owners in and around the Charlotte, North Carolina area share their stories, their struggles, and the obstacles they overcame in growing their business to success. We hope these stories are an inspiration to others wanting and trying to start their own businesses and give consumers a better understanding of our local business community. I am your host, Sebastian McShane. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Charlotte Business Podcast. Thank you for joining us for what appears to be Charlotte's fastest growing podcast. I am really excited to learn how quickly this podcast is growing. I have friends who also produce podcasts, and when I recently shared my numbers with them, they were very impressed with the growth of this podcast. So thank you to all who listen, and I hope that you are sharing these podcasts with your friends and help us to continue to grow. I am also excited about our guest today. She is April Walker, owner and operator of Knockout Hair Salon, a great new hair salon near the university area in Charlotte, not far from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. I had a fun time talking with April about her salon, how she got started, and I learned a lot about the salon business that I never knew, which I have to tell you gave me a much deeper appreciation, not only for her and her business, but for everyone who has chosen a career in hair and making people look and feel great about themselves. But before we hear April's story, let me share with you something from our sponsor, Subtomic Productions. How would you like to impress your customers before they step foot inside your business? Well, if you run a brick and mortar business, you can do exactly that with a virtual reality tour of your business on Facebook and Google. You know how Google Street View works. You get a 360-degree view of streets that you can turn and manipulate on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Well, did you know that you can get the same 360-degree view of the inside of your business? That's right. Your customers can take a virtual tour of your business from anywhere. And this can help you get new customers because they will be able to visit your business before they visit your business. How cool is that? If you own a restaurant, potential customers can get a look inside your space and get a feel of the atmosphere and the ambiance that you work so hard to create. If you're a doctor, dentist, specialty store, whatever your business, giving your potential customer the ability to look around inside your business with a street view style tour will help them to decide to visit your business. And chances are other businesses like yours don't have a virtual tour of their businesses, so you will stand out. This is a very underutilized tool that will help you get more customers, and you know that more customers means more growth for your business. Septomic Productions can create for you that 360-degree virtual tour of your business. They can post it to link with Google Street View and Google Maps, and you can also post it on Facebook and on your website. And they can do it all for a reasonable price. And the best part is that Google doesn't even charge you to have your business become part of the Street View technology. So that's pretty awesome. So get a leg up on your business and get more new customers by having Subtomic Productions come out to your business and get you set up for a 360-degree virtual tour. Contact them at subtomicproductions.com or you can contact them through this podcast and get a discount on your 360-degree virtual tour. Just send an email to us at charlottebusinesspodcast at gmail.com and put 360 in the subject line, and we'll make sure to pass your information along. Okay, so let's get on with the podcast. Let's go. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm here with April Walker at from Knockout Hair Studio. Hello. And uh, we're going. She has a beautiful studio here in uh, Charlotte. It's freaking gorgeous. Yes, it's nice. You need to come and check it out. I'm so proud of it, you guys. My husband and my dad and I and a handful of other amazing people um, poured blood, sweat, and tears. I can tell into this joint. <laughs> Right. Husband said, next time you open a salon, I said, what, don't open a salon? He said, no, just have money so we can make other people do the work. <laughs> <laughs> but I know how to lay flooring. Oh, so you did the flooring? Everything. Wow. Yeah. No, I laid the front of the salon. He laid the back three rooms of the salon. Um, it's LVP. So mm -hmm. it's once you get going, like literally my five-year-old helped. Once you get going, it's relatively simple, but oh. time consuming. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Okay, so um, tell you about myself. I am almost 45 years old with a kindergartner, okay. um, and I just expanded my business. <laughs> and Exciting. I, I know, yeah. Um, and I teach kickboxing uh, wow. at 5.30 in the morning uh, a couple of days a week. And um, I have an incredibly supportive husband and family and a handful of friends that will um, help me bury the body <laughs> without any questions asked. That's awesome. Like That's what else do you need in life? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so what was growing up like? Uh, well, so um, growing up, I'm still working on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hope I don't ever fully grow up. Right. Um, but chi my childhood wasn't particularly melodramatic, you know, um, I was a typical kid of the eighties, latchkey kid, okay. uh, two working parents that existed on credit cards and, uh, they didn't push sports or college. Uh, if I wanted to do any of those things, then I was going to have to figure out how to do it for free or figure out how to pay for it. Um, yeah. So as far as where I grew up, I don't really have any kind of fondness or affinity right. for it, you know, but it sounds like they kind of instilled the entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit into you yeah yeah I think without even realizing it um my parents did really kind of forge that you're gonna have to figure this shit out right they like I said they didn't intentionally um cultivate entrepreneurs right but uh both my brother and I my brother is six and a half years older than me um and I we've both like over the years, just like forged these businesses and were self-employed. And I hate to use the word self-made because right. that just is so cliche. And it makes a, a, I don't, saying that sounds disingenuous. Like it sounds like I did this on my own and there's absolutely no way that I could have done it on my own, you know, but okay. they definitely raised entrepreneurs, whether they meant to or not. Cool. cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, so tell us how you got the idea for your business. Okay. So, um, how did I get the idea for my business? It goes as far back um, as just not wanting to go to college, honestly. Okay. Um, I didn't dream of becoming a hairstylist. I didn't do all the girls' hair for prom. Um, I just didn't want to go to college. The idea of doing what everybody else was doing and going to four more years of sitting in classrooms and teachers just sounded like torture. Um, so I just was fortunate enough to have the opportunity in the school district I was in to take uh, cosmetology classes in high school. 
So I spent my junior and senior years of high school um, half my day in class learning, you know, English and social studies and the required courses, um, and the other half of my class, the other half of my day going to cosmetology classes. Okay. Um, so by the time I graduated high school, I was certified and um, had my date set to take my state board exams. Had to take my day off at the a day off at the salon to go graduate and walk across the stage at high school. Um, so yeah, it, it's not that I dreamt of doing hair and being a business owner. I certainly didn't dream at all of being a business owner. Um, I just feel like my, my life has been a series of right place, right time. Okay. Um, my mom would rather me say <laughs> my life has been a series of, um, the results of her prayers for me. Every moment she's awake, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so whichever the case may be, you know, whether it's just the fact that somebody has a greater plan for me um, and kept me on the right path all this time or um, or I've just gotten good at listening to the signs the universe has kind of laid out for me. Um, I've just kind of ended up in this in this beautiful situation. I've worked in a variety of business models through my through my career, right? Mm -hmm. Like so I've gotten the opportunity to find out what's really important to me, what type of environment I want to be in. Um and then I needed to create it for myself. Okay, what kind of business models? Well, can you give so um so hair salons have <clears throat> whether you may or may not know this, um hair salons are let me let me let me put it this way. Stylists are inherently creative and strong-willed. Okay. And we don't like to be told what to do. So, we all want to open our own business because we don't want somebody else telling us how to do our job. Right. We're also inherently not good business people. It's just the way it is. Like okay. it's it's rare that you find a creative, um, a creative person that's also just like naturally um, very structured and and business driven. So um, so that being said, there are a lot of different styles of hair salons out there. So there are um, commission salons where you've got one person that um, kind of has created this vision and dream and brings on a team to hopefully um, carry out that vision, right? Okay. Um, but you as the stylist work for me and you do, you know, you hopefully perform the job the way I would like for you to perform the job. Another business model is, um, is a booth rental salon. So that is one building with um, several different stylists that are all just kind of doing their own thing, right? Okay. Um, kind of doing, doing it how they want to do it. And, um, the, the salon owner really has no, no leg to stand on. Like you can't say you came in late today. Your client was sitting here waiting for you for 15 minutes. Where were you? You can't say that. That's, right. that's not your position. So, um, so that's another business model. Um, and then there's the suites, um, business model, which is kind of like booth rental, 2.0. Mm -hmm. So that's where I don't know if you're familiar with the with 
like Sola Salons or um, Mosaic. There are several different styles, uh, several different brands of uh, suite salons out there now. But um, so that is where you get four walls and a door. Um, and you've got everything you need to run your salon within those four walls. So it's more like a franchise type of a situation? No, it's still booth rental. So I still just, um, I'm still working for myself, mm -hmm. but I have these four walls within a building and I don't have the financial responsibility of a whole salon. Okay. Okay. You don't have build out costs. Um, you may or may not have room for employees. So anyway, that's kind of like the next step from booth renting. You, I have my own business, but I have control over the square footage that I'm in. Okay. Okay. Um, and then there's this, where I'm my own boss. <laughs> <laughs> and it's beautiful. And I've created this. And I am cultivating a team that hopefully shares the same vision as me. And uh, yeah, so Your there we go. Team is sitting right over there watching us. My team's <laughs> over there, like staring awkwardly at me because they didn't want to happen to be in the back <laughs> and get caught on camera. So anyway, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, I, I did. Remember yeah. what your question was? Where oh, are we? Okay. Well, <laughs> let's see. Okay, so how did your business begin? How did my business begin? Well, um, I was new to North Carolina at the age of nineteen, um, and I took someone's advice and called a salon mm -hmm. that charged a lot. <laughs> I was like, I need to, I guess I need to go like find a job. Call this salon, I hear they charge a lot. Right. <laughs> um, so I called them, I'm like, hey, are you hiring? Um, and they were like, maybe, why don't you come on down and say hi and fill out, a, um, fill out an application. Um, so I did. I mean, like I said, right place, right time, series of luck. Right. Um, and or mom's prayers. So <laughs> um, I just I just got lucky. Like they were they were not only hiring, they welcomed me with open arms, they were nurturing, they were supportive, um, and they taught me a lot. And uh, I stayed with that group of people. Like I had my I I found my people, you know. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh wow, I like I belong here. I'm this is where I'm supposed to be. Like these people don't think I'm weird. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter to them that I didn't walk the same path as everybody else in high school, you know? Um, so anyway, um, I stayed with that group of people, um, that, that first boss, um, was a woman named Pat Helmendaller. Um, and she sent me flowers this morning. They were there when I got in awesome. this morning on the desk. And she didn't know I was doing this today. Oh. She didn't She didn't have any idea that this was happening today. She, um, she reached out to me when I first opened my salon on, on Facebook Messenger. And uh, I hadn't, hadn't had any contact with anybody from that group in um, 20 years or something. And uh, she just messaged me and said, if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. And I was like, thank you. That's very impactful. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's been very successful. Um, and to, to know that the, that resource is still out there after all these years is, is really comforting. Yeah. But to walk in this morning when, um, when you're here getting set up for our podcast and to see those flowers on the desk was just like, all right, all right, universe. 
Yeah. You got my back. And that's that's a true mentor too. Mm-hmm. That you know wants to see you succeed. Yeah. That she hired you to work for her, and then but she wants you to go on and right go out into the world and exactly create more beautiful things. Exactly. That's, that's really neat. Yeah. So um, so yeah, back to my uh, how did it all begin, right? So I walk into this salon. I, I stayed with them for a good five years, and then um, and then at twenty four, autonomy became really important to me. Like I needed to feel the results of making my own decisions. Okay. Uh, what does a 24 year old know about making good decisions, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> there's my 24 year old little starry eyed surprise over there. Uh, she's way smarter than I was at 20. She's smarter than I am now. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't tell her I said that. So um, anyway, I just felt I had some self discovering to do. Okay. And um, I left that salon that was so supportive and um, went out to a booth rental salon. So now you know the different styles of the salon. You can picture what I went to, right? But it was a tiny little two room, like two chair salon. It was just me and the other woman, uh, the owner of the salon. And um, it gave me the opportunity to really like to do some self-discovering. It gave me the opportunity to like build myself up and have that autonomy, right? Like I, I'm the one that calls the shots here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that was really beautiful for um, a short period of time before I got lonely and realized I had been part of something and I needed that again. Like I wanted to be part of something bigger than just me right. again, right? Like I needed, I needed inspiration and um, a team around me. So, um, so I, I, and I was also in a, in a tiny town. I was in Mooresville when I left that, when I left Savvy, um, in Cornelius, I went to Mooresville and just like was separated from, um, from everything I'd known. And I was just like in this teeny little environment. Um, and I was like, well, I need something cooler. Not only do I need to be part of a bigger salon, I need it to be cool. Um, so I went all the way down to Charlotte mm-hmm. and got a job in a salon. And I've been doing hair at nine years at this point, for nine years at this point. And uh, they were like, you can come work for us, but you need to be an assistant. And I was like, all right, I can do that. But I also have, I had some of my clients that, followed me all the way mm-hmm. down to Charlotte. My people are amazing. I have some of those clients that are still with me. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So I had said to the owner, like, okay, I can do that. I, but I need to also be, be able and available to take my own guests in addition to working with you. So we worked out a deal where I would assist her for, you know, the first half of the day. And then I would um, stay until seven o'clock at night and take my own guests after she left. And so anyway, here I am in this salon where everybody looks cool and dresses cool and they do, do cool stuff. And um, and I didn't feel like I was part of something. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't a, it wasn't a nurturing environment. It wasn't a inclusive environment. It was very, um, it felt every man for himself. Really? It didn't feel supportive. Um, and I just was like, after about a year and a half there, I was like, I don't want to do hair anymore. 
Wow. I it just drained you. Yeah. I don't want to do hair. This, this industry sucks. Um, and I left there thinking I'm going to just completely start over and do something new. Um, because I had one brief, uncomfortable period of time. I decided that the whole industry sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that? You're like, this is, I'm, I'm going to completely start my life over because yeah. that five minutes was terrible. Um, so it wasn't long before I realized I didn't have any other marketing, marketable skills and I should probably get my scissors back out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still have bills to pay. Yeah. yeah the bills are always there. They They're always disappear. there. Yeah. You have no idea what else you can do. So it's time to get back in a salon. So again, off I went. Um, and this time I found myself in another booth rental salon. Um, but this time it was inclusive. And I still got to call the shots, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like an outcast. I didn't feel um, like I wasn't cool enough. And uh, it, was, it was a really great environment. Um, and that was beautiful for eight and a half years. And my clients that followed me from Cornelius and then followed me to Mooresville and then followed me to Charlotte, followed me back to Cornelius. <laughs> Um, and I worked in that booth rental salon, um, like I said, for eight and a half years. And then, um, and then something happened where, so I had the autonomy, right? Like I could call my own shots, but I didn't have control over my environment. Yeah. And for, you know, for whatever reason, I found myself like outgrowing the little corner of that salon that I had. And I was like, okay, so now I feel like I need, I want my own something mm -hmm. um, where I can control the space I'm in um, and offer my guest experience the way I envision it, right? Because I can offer my guest experience however I want, but if there's, you know, everything else going on around you that maybe isn't what you want for your clients to experience, that guest experience is suffering. So you were trying to create your own ambiance? Of yeah, yeah. Okay. But you still, you know, like there's still whatever music playing over the, right. <laughs> over the, you know, over the thing. And, you know, like that person over there is having their conversation and that person over there is like, Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I wanted to control my environment. So the sweet revolution took off, right? Um, so I went in the suite and I had a door and I could shut. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that girl down the hall is loud, shut the door. Um, so yeah, I went down, I, I was in a suite and um, I could control my environment and I could provide uh, the guest experience I wanted to and make those connections with, with my clientele that you kind of are limited to right. um, in a salon where there's a lot of stuff going on around you. So I feel like I made some really in-depth connections with, mm -hmm. with guests during that time in my suite because I, I did have a door I could shut. It becomes more personable. It does. It, yeah. comes, it becomes much more intimate yeah. that way. 
I've kind of lost sight of where we were going with this. You just asked how it yeah. began and I got <laughs> well, off on. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I guess that's the evolution of how this salon came to be. Like I, I, I outgrew my suite. Right. I outgrew my suite, but it was still important to me to have an inclusive environment, have a place that it was what I envisioned. Um, yeah. And then I wanted to grow a team that shared those same vision and values. Um, I, and I, I want to pay it forward, I guess. Okay. So Good. here we are, yeah. you know. Uh, what do you wish you knew before you started? What do I wish before I'd have known before salon. I started my salon? Um, I think everything happens when and how it's supposed to. I agree. So um, I could have made this happen sooner had I gotten out of my own way sooner. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that I was never going to be able to open a salon because banks don't like to loan you enough money to do a complete build out of a salon. Um, and that's all I could, I couldn't get past that. Yeah. I was like, so I'm never going to be able to open a salon because I don't have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank account and banks aren't going to give me what I need to get a salon open. Um, and then I spoke with someone that said, uh, why don't you go find a salon that is failing? and take over the space. <laughs> Good idea. It won't cost you $150,000 to build out. Right. And I was like, I had never thought of that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cause you know, around here. So another reason going back to um, banks not wanting to give you money for build out. Um, that's one reason you'll see quite a few um, salons in, a, in an old house. Okay. Banks will, banks will give you money to buy property. They'll give you the money to buy a house. Right. They can take the house back. Right. Around here in the greater Charlotte area, especially out here in the Burbs, right, it's all shopping centers. Lots of new construction shopping centers. There right. aren't any little old houses, really. Um, that's not my style anyway. Like, yeah. I can't see myself in a, in a little old house. Um, while some of them are very charming, it's just not my bag. So, um, yeah. So all I could see was shopping centers and like, that's a good location, but it's going to require Like, it's still got a gravel floor. It's going to require yeah. $150,000 to, to upfit. Um, so when that, when that, um, coach spoke to me and said, find, find a failing salon, you'll save 70 cents on the dollar. I was like, a fucking good idea <laughs> so, <laughs> so i just kind of sat on that for a while and um continued to outgrow my suite and start to feel like like i had every little square inch of space in that hundred square feet <laughs> stuffed with something mm -hmm. <laughs> kendall's like where's xyz i'm like oh you gotta lift that up and move that over <laughs> and it's back in that corner um, yeah, we had shit everywhere in that space. So I was just like bursting at the seams. And I said to my sales rep one day, I was like, 
you have any failing salons in your area? Because I know she worked, I know that was very whiny, but that's literally how I asked her. Uh -huh. um, so my sales rep, I knew, worked over on this side of town, which is closer to where I live than where I had actually been working. Um, and she was like, no, I don't have anybody failing, but I do have someone moving. She's like, and I'll see her in a couple of hours. I'll have her call you. Oh, cool. And that's this place. And that's this. And that's this place. <laughs> and here we are. Right. So to answer your question, what do you wish you'd known when you started out? Um, I, I don't think that you should know more when you start out. I think you need to learn as you go because you're going to learn those lessons the way you're supposed to learn them. Mm -hmm. And one thing I like to say, um, and, and comes up in pretty much every podcast I've done so far, is failing is part of the process of mm -hmm. learning. And if you don't fail at something, you're never going to get gonna it. Learn it. No. So what do you think your unique skills are that helped you start your business? I don't have any. You don't have any? I don't. I don't think I have any unique skills. Um, yeah, I'm not like some super badass artistic stylist that... Um, that's going to go on stage and put on a big show and draw a big audience. Um, but I do try and make everyone that sits in my chair feel heard mm -hmm. and accepted, comfortable, important, um, and like a fucking knockout. That's what I do. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know if well, that's a skill, are, but that's what's, uh, that's what's, that's my goal. Okay, what's the one thing you wish you knew before you began? Two things. Um, nothing is as easy as it seems like it should be. <laughs> <laughs> that became the running theme of the construction of this salon. Um, whether it was tearing up the floor or changing out ceiling tiles. Did you know how hard it is to change out ceiling tiles? <laughs> like, it doesn't look like it should be that big of a deal. There's this grid and there's yeah. tiles. Like, you go, boop, boop. No, there's so much worse than that. And it also turns out that um, I don't like standing on the second rung from the top of the ladder with right. my arms up above my head. Yeah. I didn't know that about myself. So I learned something. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, everything just was like, it, assembling equipment like with instructions you have this sheet of instructions why is this so hard <laughs> <laughs> changing out the bathroom vanity like why won't it work like everything was just like more difficult than you anticipated it being going into it so um I don't know if someone had told me that ahead of time, if it would have made it feel any different or not yeah. but I think that's part of the reasons why people hire a contractor to do that but then you don't have yourself in the shop either right? because you've done it all. Right. And you can point to that and say, I did that. You're exactly right. Yeah. And I've said those exact words. Yeah. Like, yeah, it would have been awesome to, my poor husband worked until like 3 a.m. some nights. Wow. After he'd worked all day, um, he'd come in here and like cut ceiling tiles and put them in or finish laying the flooring in the back, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it would be, and and I got to pick, like, I picked out the floor, but I also learned how to lay it, you know? Like, my mother-in-law and I painted, and Kendall and her boyfriend painted. Like, we, there are literal blood, sweat, and tears put yeah. into this place that gives you a whole different sense of accomplishment and appreciation that um, 
that I wouldn't have if yeah, I had I think, just. I think it puts you in a different mindset mm -hmm. because if you just hire someone to do it all, then it's just someone did it and it's here. But yeah. if you do it, it's it's you. I think there, yeah, it it increases your drive. Yeah. Right. Like I gotta make this work, or I did all that work for nothing. Yeah. You know. So. Next question. Well, I had a second part to that question. Oh, okay, go ahead. Um, oh, so I said there were two things um, that I wished I'd have known before I began. Um, one of them was nothing's ever as easy as you think it's going to be, right? The other one is um, you don't have to forge the trail alone. Okay. Someone else has done it. Whether it's the same trail you forged or not, someone's done something similar. And they've probably got some guidance. Um, so seek out advice, mentoring, mm -hmm. you know, beyond your, beyond your, your personal network, right? Like right. go beyond your, your people that are your cheerleaders in your daily life. You need those, but uh, you also need someone that's going to be like, Hey, dumbass, do it this way. <laughs> and how right. instrumental was your <clears throat> former employer that sent you the flowers oh um you know i think back at my trajectory of um of my career and um definitely instrumental um but it's funny how much mine is starting to mirror what hers was when i met her okay and when I was 24, I was like, I am not going to be still standing behind the chair at 50 years old doing hair. Well, guess what? I'm 45. <laughs> <laughs> Just opened my own salon. And um, yeah, I have a feeling it's, it's I'm going to be here a while. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, what's your favorite memory re uh, related to starting your business? Mm, <clears throat> probably seeing the sign go up. Yeah, I bet that was awesome. That thing costs thousands of dollars. <laughs> Maybe that would be the other thing I'd want to know before um, before I started a salon, if there was another thing. Um, that sign's going to cost a lot. So, <laughs> but even like even before this space, because I was I was thinking about that question, and I was like, I've been in this business and in this career field for nearly 30 years now. So this isn't like my first, yes, it's my first brick and mortar, but it's been a path for a long time, right? And um, every time I've gotten a new business card with my name on it, mm -hmm. or had the little sign up outside my suite, or put my name on, like I created my website, right? And right. put that up on the screen like to log in and see it up on the screen. It's watching the sign go up. It's like, oh, how cool is that? That's me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> is this really real? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people think starting your own business is difficult and often end in failure. Why do you think people think that? Because it does. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is difficult. A lot of times it does end in failure. It's just facts, you know. Um, it should be hard. If it were easy, like 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 you were saying, when you know, if we had paid someone else to come in and do the work, yeah, the work would be done. But would I have the same? Would I have the same heart? Right. In the business. Um, 
So yeah, I think if, if something's too easy, you don't have the same appreciation for it. So it should be hard. Um, and if you approach things with arrogance, you will fail. So you think that's part of the reason why people do fail? Become arrogant? And... I think that's one reason. Yeah. I'm not saying everyone that fails was arrogant. But I think if you are arrogant and you think it's just going to take money to make your business successful, then you're probably not going to succeed. What's your biggest failure? Um, and what did you learn from it? Um, I don't think I've had one. Really? That sounds very, um, that sounds arrogant, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but failure is a detour pointing you in the right direction. Yeah. So everything's harder than it seems like it should be. So are you kind of saying you don't look at failure as failure as what people yeah, well, yeah, it's just it's just a detour. Sure, it feels like a blow, like, mm -hmm. God, this is never going to work, right? But if you can just kind of look at it as, all right, that was just a roadblock, and it's just sending me in the right direction, it might take a little while. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a detour. It's just the universe telling you that's not the direction you're supposed to go right now. So keep your eyes open go the other way don't take it as a failure now that being said i've been incredibly lucky mm -hmm. <laughs> thanks to um mom's prayers right so <laughs> i hear you mom um i haven't endured real suffering either okay yet <laughs> thankfully uh i don't have a romantic story of drive and determination and rock bottom and climbing back up to the top again. I don't, I don't have that drama in my past. Thankfully, it's just been a kind of a steady rolling journey. Um, and that's probably because the universe knows I can't handle it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the universe is like, yeah, she's not ready for that. Don't, okay. don't throw that at her. It will kill her. So. Uh, so what advice would you give to someone who's wanting to start a business, like a salon business or any business in particular? Um, you don't have to do it alone. Like I said before, um, seek out advice from someone except for things like your own personal brand and story. So when it comes to the template for the business and the functionality of the business um, and, you know, working out leases and all that stuff. Yeah, there are probably people that can give you sage advice on that. But I definitely caution someone against saying, what do you think about my logo? Do you like it? <laughs> That's like, I always tell people, um, people comment me on my hair all the time right like which oh. is very what do you call it what color blue well have you named this color is it Kendall? a name oh it's she's gonna come up she's gonna give it a fabulous electric name. it's very blue, electric yeah, it's, it's gorgeous really um last week it was pink so anyway i have clients that will say routinely oh i wish i could pull that off and whether it's short hair colored hair you know like um a mohawk whatever oh i wish i could pull that off Babe, you can pull it off. 
you have to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you aren't comfortable in it and you're constantly going, I don't, do you like my hair? <laughs> They're going to be like, no, you look stupid. Right. But if you walk around with confidence and say, my hair looks amazing, people are going to be like, hey, she's got it going on. Yeah. Um, so I think the same thing applies to your business. Like it has to be your vision. You have to feel strongly about it. You can't bring other people's opinions into it. You can't ask people if they like your colors, that you can't ask people if they like the direction you want your business to go. It has to be yours and you have to trust your gut. Go with your gut. Ask other people, ask your lawyers and your whatevers about, you know, the legal stuff and the brick and mortar stuff. But the heart of the business needs to come from you. Mm-hmm. Go with your gut. And, and a side note, um, I saw a um, woman a few months ago. She, I think she was at least 70. Mm-hmm. She had super bright pink hair. Yeah. And it was just amazing. And I, I said, your hair is amazing. Mm-hmm. And she just lit up. And she, oh, thank you so She's much. She's like, I know. And it's like, it's really cool that you know, people can just have that confidence that I think I'm going to be a little freaky today. Yeah. So what? <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful place that we've gotten to in society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, really, it's really fun. For sure. So what's some of the common myths about your business and, uh, that you might want to debunk? Um, that we're dumb. That hairstylists are um, playing with hair all day and gossiping about real housewives. (laughs) Um, We're hardworking, man. And um, we have to wear a lot of hats. Like whether you're, whether you own the salon or you're a stylist in the salon, like you have to, you've got to be a chemist. It's not, hair color isn't like paint that you put on a wall. Like you don't just like pick up the color and put it on the wall and have it appear that color. You have to take into account the, the, the body temperature, the percentage of gray they have, the previous treatments they've had done on their hair, the texture of their hair, the temperature of the salon. Like there's a lot that goes into just the hair color portion of it. So they need to be chemists. We need to be therapists. Mm-hmm. We need to recognize what you need as a guest when you sit in my salon. We need to be able to say, you need to be lifted up today, or you need to be distracted today, or you need to just be left alone and know that we're here if you want to talk. And if you don't, we're just going to play with your hair and you're going to feel great when you leave. Um, We need to be social media managers. (laughs) 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 So we we need to be website developers. Right. Um, we need to know how to do email marketing. We need to be accountants. Um, so it fucking pisses me off, yo. (laughs) (laughs) When I fill out some sort of a survey, like let's say it's, um, it's, it's some sort of a survey that says, what is the highest level of education you've had? And it's got a drop down menu that, that say, I've finished some high school. I've completed an associate's degree. I've completed my blah, blah, blah. Nowhere in there does it say, I completed a vocational certification and I opened my own business and I'm the breadwinner in my family. And that makes me absolutely 
livid when I'm supposed to be pigeonholed into yeah. one of these categories. Like this all doesn't count. Right. Yeah. So and it, oh, so inevitably, inevitably, I'm like, I finished high school because I didn't I didn't go to college. But why does that make me feel less? Why should I feel less successful? Yeah. Because that option isn't on that stupid drop down menu. Anyway. Yeah, and it's interesting too because there's a a school of thought developing among a lot of entrepreneurs that don't bother going to college. Go out and get the experience. Yeah, man. Because you're going to waste fifty thousand dollars going to college mm -hmm. and then come out of college with fifty thousand dollars of debt and have if you're lucky nowhere to go. Yeah. And then you got basically starting over again. Yeah. Where if you took those four years and actually went out and did what you want to do. Yeah. In four years, you're not fifty thousand dollars in debt, and you probably have a business. Hopefully. I mean, um, I really, really hope that by the time my daughter, and I think it will, I think the pendulum is going to swing in the other way. Like there has been this push for higher education. I'm saying with quotations yeah. um, for so long now and kids just keep going. They just keep, like you said, racking up debt. They're going to school without knowing what in the world they want to do with themselves. Like, I don't know what I'm going to be, but I'm going to just go to school because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and they, I mean, there are prep schools that are, they, they start in kindergarten with prep school where they're grooming them for higher education. And that just like, that doesn't work for everybody. Right. Not every person needs to go down that path. And I think there needs to be more encouragement, more focus on these are other alternatives for you. You don't have to go to a four-year school and go in and get a business degree. Right. You can go get your automotive certification at the community college and kick ass yeah. and make a ton of money and be working before all of the, your classmates are graduated with their bachelor's degree. Um, so I'm really hopeful that, um, that we do start to see more, more encouragement of alternative educations. Yeah. Um, what are some of the resources that have helped you along the way in getting your business going? Uh, listening, taking advice, um, having an open mind. Yeah. Just like have your eyes open, have your ears open and, um, t and take the advice that's laid out before you in some way, shape or form, or at least know that, um, that it's given with the best of intentions. You know, I, I have a tendency to be like, no, that won't work because blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but if you just shut up and take it in and be like, maybe I should consider that. You never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, who are some of the people that have influenced you? So we've already talked about, ooh, the phone's ringing. Customers. <laughs> <laughs> I still get so excited when the phone rings. Um, well, we already talked about that or that original um, boss in right. North Carolina, um, and how influential she she still is. Apparently, I didn't even realize it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, my husband gives me a confidence that I he get, he just gives me confidence. Like I there I am more likely to embark on 
on things than I would be without him. Like I, I would talk myself out of them before, but he just kind of, whether it's him actually cheering me on or just knowing that I have, I've had, I have his support there. So I'm going to go ahead and try this. And if I fail, he's not going to chastise me. He's going to be like, great job, babe. So. And then making connections with like, um, with other like-minded stylists in my salon, not in my salon so much, but I'm part of a, I, I subscribed to a coaching group a couple years ago that, um, that's all online, but we all, like, it's all like-minded stylists. It's all other, mostly women, let's, mm -hmm. let's be real, but it's other like-minded stylists that I can, I can reach out to and be like, talk me through this. I feel stupid feeling this way, but has anyone else ever experienced this? Anybody else have any other advice? So, um, so just finding other people that are kind of doing the same thing as you to, to lend a helping hand is another really important thing, I think. Okay. So, um, what kind of things happened when you were growing your business that you didn't expect that you weren't prepared for? Um, I don't want to say ill-prepared, um, but something that's just literally this week happened very organically that I'm really super jazzed about, um, that I never expected anything like this to happen is, um, so I just went to, I just got back from a really beautiful weekend of, um, hearing motivational speakers and connecting with those other like-minded stylists that I mentioned. Um, and we all came away from it going, I'm going to miss you. It's like summer camp. One of the girls said, she's like, it's like summer camp. I don't want, you know, we've got our new best friends. We don't want to leave each other. Um, and I was just really inspired because I finally got to in real life, touch these people mm -hmm. that I've only known virtually. Um, and I was like, I can't be the only one that needs that feeling, that human to human connection. And I'm sure as hell not the only mom trying to juggle all of the things. So I put on um, a couple, two, two Facebook moms groups that are local and said, um, hey guys, <laughs> would anyone else, are there any other mompreneurs out there that are craving some human to human, woman to woman connection? Anybody interested in like meeting up with one another and sharing marketing strategies? Um, and sharing business building ideas and actually doing that in person. And I got an overwhelming response of, oh my God, yes, that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, so, and I was, I actually wrote on there, I was like, whew, I was a little afraid this would go over like a lead balloon, but it was just like people are, it, we're in such a space of social media and online education and, um, email marketing and scrolling on, you know, on your feed that I, I feel like there that's missing that human to human connection has really, has really been missing for a little while and, and to, to be able to actually see someone and look at them, <clears throat> excuse me, look at, look them in the eyes. And um, even if it's not me giving someone advice or someone giving me advice, hugging each other mm -hmm. and being like, you're going to knock this out of the park. I think that's something that's really been missing lately. So yeah. we started a Facebook group. One of the girls that, um, that was all about it 
on that Facebook feed with me um, was an angel, and she was able, she figured out how to start the Facebook group, and we've got like 90-something members What's the on the, the Facebook group? group. Mompreneurs of the greater Charlotte area. That's cool. Um, so you probably have more followers now. Maybe so. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, it's just going to be a safe space for us to... Um, we're gonna have we're gonna have real live meetups, and the the goal is to kind of rotate through people that have actual brick and mortar businesses. Uh, we'll take turns hosting, mm -hmm. so um, so we can like, and it's all brand new. It's all brand new. I don't have all of the details worked out, but I do know that I'm hosting the first one on February 16th, um, and we've got a bunch of moms that are just super jazzed to come in and like have that personal connection. So cool. that's something that I didn't expect to come out of having my own salon, but because I have my own space and my own uh, business inspired me to kind of open the doors and be like, come on in, let's, let's meet up. Let's support each other. Cool. Yeah. This next round, like, is what I like to call the shotgun round, and these are just some various questions that we like to ask uh, business owners just to, for fun and, and get their answers. So Let's do the shotgun round. Okay, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Your hips are not as wide as you think they are. <laughs> if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? You are the cool kid. Okay. It's okay to be a misfit. If in 150 years, science fails us and all that is left is a book about your life, what would be the title? She ate glitter for breakfast. <laughs> That's what your shirt says. <laughs> um, what's the most important thing you've learned in your life? Um, I'm not done. I have a lot to learn. Okay. Uh, what's your best tip for making the world a better place? Be kind. What's the best compliment you've ever received? The positivity in my salon is oozing out of the walls. Like I've heard that on more than one occasion when clients come in, they're like, it's just such a positive environment. Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of that is because you're, you're in here. I mean, yeah. not, not just physically, but everything you've done, all the work you've put into this place gives it a whole different It's got feel. an energy. Yeah. This is actually my favorite question. If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would they be and why? This is your favorite question. Yeah, this is my favorite question. Um, Pink and Michelle Obama, because duh. Uh -huh. And um, my grandma Kaus, who passed away when I was 18. And um, I, I still like kick myself for not being more available to just go up and like wash and cut her hair <laughs> in those last, um, last few months or years or of her life you know as a stupid busy 18 year old yeah going up to see grandma and wash her hair and cut her hair was like <laughs> um and when i did do it she was so thankful and it just made her feel so good mm -hmm. um that yeah i regret not having made more of an effort to do that but also i feel like she was probably pretty rad mm -hmm. and to sit down with her now and hear some of her stories would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my three. Awesome. So uh, how can people uh, hook up with you and, and get information about you? Well, 
We would love for you to visit us on the website, uh, www.knockouthairstudio.com. You can hang out with us on Instagram at knockyouout.color. Um, you can find us on Facebook at knockyouthair. And give the name of the, of the group. Mom of the oh, Mompreneurs of the Greater Charlotte Area. Yeah. It's brand new. Don't judge me on it yet. And yeah. um, one of the other girls, Lindsay Stowers, is the girl that actually uh, took the took the reins and actually made the, the physical Facebook group on it. So I couldn't have done that without her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, April, thank you for having us in your studio. This is an awesome place. I recommend and suggest everyone come in here and check it out. Thank you. And uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks. Good luck to you and all the best in the future. All right. You too. Thank you. You've got a new big, uh, new big adventure on yes, your own. I so <laughs> I wish you the best success as awesome. well. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate it. You bet. It was so much fun talking with April in her shop. I highly suggest you check out her shop, which is located at 3775 Concord Parkway South, Suite 104 in Concord. It's just a stone throw from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Please check out our show notes for all the ways to get in touch with April and set up an appointment. We will also have a link to her Facebook group, Mompreneurs of the Greater Charlotte, so that you can check out that as well. I would like to thank you all for listening to the Charlotte Business Podcast, and I hope you continue to do so as we bring you stories of businesses in our local business community. I sincerely hope these episodes bring you value and that you get to know some of our local business owners and how and why they grew their businesses. If you have any questions or if you know of a business that you would like to see featured on our podcast, send us a message at charlottebusinesspodcast at gmail.com. And I hope that you will like this episode, subscribe, share it, and leave us a comment. And more importantly, that you'll support our locally grown business and small business community in the Charlotte area. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. Have an awesome day.